0: Hello, homeschool friends, and welcome to this episode of the Homeschool High School Podcast from SevenSistersHomeschool.com, brought to you by the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. I'm Sabrina, and I'm here this morning with... Vicki. And... Kim. Oh, And we're all together, because we haven't been for the last several, I don't know how long. Mm, it's, it's been a while. It's been a while. while, yeah. yeah. At least not all in the same room, anyway. Right, Yeah. right. Yeah, we do. We occasionally record a podcast remotely with one of us in some other part of the country, And it's okay, but it's much more fun when we're all in the same room together. Indeed, yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yep. So we are happy that you are here with us remotely, even if you're not in the same room with us. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And uh, we're going to talk about a pretty universal mom topic Mm. today, which we've decided to label heavy equipment and mothering. Right, is that or, or, fathering, or, or fathering, or yes, fathering, yes, parenting, yes. whatever, yeah. Yes, I, you know, yeah. and we could say or fathering, but honestly, this is a it's pretty a pretty mom. mom thing. Yeah. It's, there are a few of you dads out there mm-hmm. who struggle with this, I'm sure. But this is that whole um, thing of no matter what we do, we feel guilty because oh, yeah. we're ruining our children. Mm-hmm. Because motherhood
2: is all about guilt. It is. And sometimes, all we, although we know there's not one right way to do it,
0: mm. sometimes we feel like we can't find the right way to do uh-huh. it. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, guilt is a driving factor in so many moms' lives. Mm-hmm. And honestly, the ones who never feel guilty about anything are quite possibly also guilty of doing something wrong. They might not actually be perfect, even if they don't feel guilty. Um, So this whole thing of we want to do things well, and we want our kids to be set up and equipped for success in life. And that's good, right? Right. Isn't that part of loving our children? Yes. Yes. You want the best for them. Sure. But it gets twisted very subtly. Big time.
1: (laughs) Very regularly.
2: Sometimes not so subtly. (laughs)
1: Well, the, the hard part is, you know, when our kids are little, we're always trying to teach them about behavior and consequences Uh so if you make this choice the consequence is going to be this right and then we grow up and we're moms and we're doing the behavior of homeschooling and taking parenting seriously And the consequences, the outcome should be life is always perfect for us and our kids. Yes. And and predictable. Yes. Don't
0: we think like if we do A plus B, we're going to get C? I mean, really? Yeah. Uh, That's what controlling my life is all about. Yes. Uh, Yeah. And that's that's the problem, right? (laughs) And
2: algebra teaches us that. Yes. Yeah. So
0: many things do have formulas. Life. Not so much. No. Mm-mm. And that whole control thing, that's really what it comes down to. I mean, there there is someone in control of life, and it's not me. Not it's us. It's God. <laughs> and, and thank um, him
2: for it, yes. but sometimes it, that's challenging. And sometimes I'm
0: wrestling him for, yeah. the, for the steering wheel.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right, yeah. so we're going to talk about a couple different kinds of heavy equipment.
1: <laughs> because
0: <laughs> as we were preparing for this episode, it just seemed like heavy equipment sets up beautiful um, metaphors for different types of parenting because
1: as moms we are so familiar with driving heavy uh cars. yes yeah. of course yeah. all of us it's have absolutely. spent a lot
0: of time using you know On large cranes. and Front loaders and mm-hmm. Back loaders yeah. And, yeah. Just
1: pretend. <laughs> just go with it. We've see,
0: all played with a lot of those little model ones. If yes. we had, especially yeah, if we had you know lots yeah. of little toddler people. So right. yeah, Thanks.
1: we're gonna use use our our imaginations yeah. and uh, and take care of guilt with that's, heavy equipment. That's yes. right. Think
2: like life in the sandbox here. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. So let's see. Let's start with. Um, can we start with
1: snowplow moms? What yes. are snowplow
0: moms?
2: Okay. So our dear friend Lisa taught me about snowplow moms, and I was just tickled to. Find out that Vicky had not even heard I did that not term. know
1: what a snowplow
2: mom was I did not either yeah. snowplow moms and uh are the moms that just come along and swoop everything hard out of the path of their kids they don't want anything to be challenging or whatever and I'm raising my hand because I've been guilty of this um on occasion is you just want your kids to have a good life and you want them to succeed you want them to do well So in and and all of these things, we have this good motivation, Mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. know, it's not that we're like, oh, whatever. Um, But so the snowplow moms, we come along and we're just going to clear the path. We're just going to make it smooth. You know, like we want to like raise up the valleys and level the mountains and just make it easy. And, you know, if God doesn't do that for us, why in the world would we like kill ourselves to do that for our kids? which then debilitates them in the long run because they don't know how to handle obstacles and they don't know how to walk through a valley and they don't
1: know how to climb a mountain. So when we clear the path ahead totally so that the, the, the road of life has no obstacles for our children, then they are actually debilitated Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that reminds me when I was a young person many eons ago, <laughs> my father was working on his PhD in psychology and his dissertation was about self-actualization, you know, oh. people who are feeling good about themselves and functioning well in the world. And so he did all this research on college students, trying his, what they thought in those days, because this is a long time ago, mm. is the less... A young person, a child experiences obstacles, the better their self actualization will be in adulthood. But what he found out was that that's not true at all, that the, the college students who were the least feeling good about themselves and able to cope well with life. Were the ones that had no obstacles. Like he, he I, I remember some of the stories. He said there was one college student that she said the worst thing that happened to her in her childhood was the boy behind her in elementary school, one of her grades, pulled her hair. Mm. Mm. Oh, the trauma! And that was that was the worst <laughs> thing. And for her, that she felt so unable to handle life in college that she felt horrible about herself and anxious and insecure. And so that's, you know, like mm-hmm. when it's nice to eliminate unnecessary obstacles, sure. you know, but to seek godly wisdom on what to, to do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Of course, and I'm thinking about the snowplows in the winter time at our house. You know, they're 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 plowing down the road and they're they're clearing off the road, right? Yeah. The mailboxes are knocked over, yep. and the I mean, like <clears throat> if you're on the sideline, there's all kinds of wreckage. And they going. block in the
2: driveway, right? Yeah. Sometimes, I mean, so you can't even get out and get on the road. So right?
1: when you clear one obstacle, you're just making another. Yeah. Right. Amen. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Good stuff. Yeah. Snowplow moms. It. it... <laughs> It's not the same thing as recognizing what our kids are ready to handle. You right. Know? Um, I remember when my youngest was in driver's ed, his second behind the wheel lesson at our, at our um, community college where he was taking driver's ed. On, uh, as his lesson was ending on a Saturday morning, it started to snow. Oh, wow. And we got ready to leave after his lesson, and I said, I should probably drive, buddy. <clears throat> and he said, Mom, it's like, it's hardly anything. And it was flurries. It mm-hmm. really was. And I said, you know what? You're right. This is fine. We're going on a main road. Uh, okay, you go ahead and drive. Five minutes in, it had turned into, oh. <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> it had turned into this crazy snowstorm. hmm And now we were in a situation where we were on a main road with cars behind us and in front of us where we couldn't safely pull off to switch drivers. And it was absolutely terrifying. And I really wanted to somehow... Have been that snowplow mom who just, you know, cl- no, I'm gonna drive and, and, and we're gonna do this because you're, you're not ready for this. And so there are things where we recognize our kid is not equipped for something and we do have to go ahead of them. We're not, we're not recommending that you just randomly throw your kid into traffic all the mm-hmm. time, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but how often do we not even ask the question, mm. does my kid have the skill set to have to do this? It might be really hard, it might be really unpleasant, but do they have the skills? And if they do, we're not helping them if we're clearing the road. You know, if your kid's a brand new driver, they don't have the skills yet, that's different. That's wise parenting. Mm-hmm. But when you ask the question, the answer is, well, yeah, they do have the skills. And you probably just have to let them apply those skills more often than feels comfortable. Yeah, and I love that analogy, Sabrina. Um,
2: it's reminding me of a, a time, similarly, my kids were young drivers, and we took a lot of long road trips Um, and one of them drove through a torrential downpour. Um, like I have, I don't think I'd ever seen in my life. And I kept thinking like, wow, this is really hard. This is really hard. But we thought the blessing is that I was right there with her. Um, and so we, we went through it together and I kept, you know, encouraging her and I actually helped her find the line on the side Mm -hmm. of the road which I would have had her doing had I been behind the wheel. Right. And so sometimes the best thing isn't to get that obstacle out of the way, but which I've seen both of you do so many times, is just, just to be with your kid, them. walk mm. through it with them, and talk to them about it, and coach them. Because if they get that experience, that gives them a little confidence. And then they're able to kind of negotiate it on their own when they
0: need to. Good. Good. All right, so snow plows. Let's let's shift to helicopters. Now we hear more about helicopter moms in in general media or whatever. Wow, Kim is all excited. She popped her little hand up and she started doing her happy dance in the chair. So you're just gonna take lead on the helicopter mom topic.
2: I'm so excited because Kendall and I just got back from a road trip, and we drove by the Sikorsky Helicopter Factory. Oh, <laughs> wow. So there you go. How cool is
0: that? Perfect preparation for you guys' There you
2: go. And I am also raising my hand because, yes, I have at times been a helicopter mom, too. All
0: right. So yeah. what do helicopter moms do for those who somehow have not heard this phrase
1: used in yeah, yeah. media. So the helicopter moms are the ones that hover around and they over their kid's shoulder the whole time. So these these are the moms, my my oldest son, when he started teaching college level, um, he would get calls from parents of the college oh students. Oh my, yes. Telling the, him how to understand their kids and how to grade their papers. <gasps> And Whoa. like, not kidding. Okay, or, I've never been that or bad. Or what, what wow. assignment is my kid missing? Mm. So, you know, the helicopter moms are the ones that are living their children's lives instead of their children living mm. their lives. Mm. Yeah. And we've all seen that. Mm-hmm. And I tell you what, it's really hard to to back off. Like, oh, if, yeah. if I could just hover around my kids and say, do it this way, do it this way. Or tell the grownups... How mm-hmm. to, you know, like co-op moms. Look, I want you to handle class this way because right. I want my kid to get an A in the class. Or, right. Yep, yep.
2: Yeah we, yeah, we knew of a mom um, on my kid's college hockey team that would call the coach and tell him that he needs to play her kid more. yeah
0: yeah yeah
1: absolutely because uh, that's that's the best thing for the (laughs) that's right
0: absolutely because she has experience in their in their friend relationships their peer relationships and you know um a mom takes their child's friend aside and says Mm. you know you really hurt so-and-so's feelings Mm. and you know perhaps mom needs to help so-and-so go to his friend and say you really hurt Hurt my my feelings feelings. Mm -hmm. um because, yeah, there's a time and a place to bring in a, a mediator, absolutely. But it's not the first step in the process. Yes. Mm-mm. Yeah.
2: Um, mm-hmm. Right.
1: And we, we've seen helicopter moms uh, at the adolescent level... You know, connect you know like go help their kids with their dating lives oh, so, gosh yeah so yes. either the arranged dating or let tell their uh-huh. kids you know like oh write this romantic note to your boyfriend it will be like you know like oh yikes mm. yeah yeah. So,
2: yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah makes makes good clients for me at my
0: there you go <laughs>
2: there you go yes <laughs> That's right. counseling services Yeah. Yep. Yep. absolutely yeah
0: yeah and it's this is not the same thing as that You can't be involved and helping your kids with these things. I've had lots of conversations with various ones of my kids, even about their dating relationships or whatever. Mm -hmm. But it's because the kid came to me and said, so mom, I'm trying to figure this out. Mm -hmm. And instead of saying, oh, here's how you do it, which even that would probably be helicopter momming, I've said, well, what have you tried? Mm -hmm. What are you trying to accomplish? How's that working out for you? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> pull it out of them. It's yes. in there. Right? Yeah. And we need to talk to them sometimes or or even drive along, you know, ride alongside to, to help pull it out of them. But the
1: goal has to be not to give it to them, mm-hmm. but to draw it out of them.
0: Yes. Just sh-
1: like all of education, you want them right. to learn how to be in charge of themselves. Amen. Yeah. Right? Amen. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so we're gonna, we're gonna throw one more kind of heavy
0: equipment into our, into our podcast this morning. We're talking about bulldozer moms. Oh, so these are no. the ones that don't look as loving. They certainly don't look um, hovery or, or um, oh, my poor baby here, let me just do this for you. They're the ones who push and push mm. and push and push their kid because they love them so much that they want them to be tough as nails. And resilient and able to tackle anything and driven and disciplined and all that stuff. And it is coming from a place of love. I'm not talking about abusive moms. I'm right. not talking about you know, people with addictions who are then uh, creating all kinds of chaos and horror in their kids' lives. I'm talking about moms who really love their kids, but who show that love. Probably in response to the fact that they were not pushed and they felt crippled
1: as as they you know or, or they so were pushed. often yeah one way or
0: the other the so pendulum. often you have that funky pendulum thing going on mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but
1: yeah yeah, it's really hard being a mom when you can envision in your soul the very best life for your kid and you know how to get your kid to that and and how to not push the whole time like, drive them 10 hours a day on academics and then the rest of the day on developing their extracurriculars so that they have the best Mm -hmm. transcript ever. And then you got this kid with anxiety disorders and panic attacks because they're never resting and they're never doing something they love.
2: Yeah. Never doing self-care. None of those things. And additionally,
0: you may be raising a kid who absolutely bulldozes everybody else out of it, who is super competitive and who has no... Gentleness in dealing mm. with other human beings who also deserve some respect around them.
2: Yeah, yeah. no self-awareness uh, or awareness of others, yeah.
0: Yeah,
1: and, and the yeah. tough thing about that is then they don't learn in our current career world. When they get in the real world, mm. the soft skills is what counts. Mm. That's what makes them employable is the ability to be on a team, to create an atmosphere and not just drive ahead for their... Um, goals, Although we do see that too. (laughs) My my daughter just
2: had grad school uh, Mm -hmm. interviews, meetings, and that was at both of the schools that she went to. That was what they said when they got to the interview point. That's what really makes the difference between a successful candidate and a non-successful candidate. It's It's those people skills, the the ability to be part of a team, uh, the self-awareness. So we just need to drive our kids. In yeah, right, absolutely. That's right. That's <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. So so we kind of have these three things. So what do we do with all of them? Like, what's the common things and how do we manage
0: that so that well, we are well, healthier? A diesel, a diesel engine oh, is absolutely. the common thing in, in all of
1: it. No. And <laughs> the fuel for that is guilt. So yeah. That's right. Yes. We should feel guilty. <laughs> yes. If we're guilty enough, then it, it will make our kids turn out perfect. Yeah. Always. Always. Yeah. Yeah, um, so right there, it'll make our kids turn out perfect.
0: How about we steal from our friends, the Fletchers at um, homeschooling in real life? Oh, yeah. And just say, we are not responsible for outcomes. Mm-hmm. Shall we say that again? Let's say it again. We, we are, are not, not responsible, responsible for outcomes. outcomes. Yeah, we have a whole lot to do with the process mm-hmm. that moves our kid in one direction or another. But we don't get to decide how that story ends. Nor should we.
2: Like, don't take on that responsibility. That's That's that's
1: so hard. Mm -hmm. Because we are in an outcome-based world. And it's only fair, in my opinion, that if we do the behaviors, we should get the outcomes. Yeah. I voted for that. I did, too. And then God told me there was no poll. i yeah, like, <laughs>
0: You don't get a vote? I voted twice. God It's like, we weren't having an election, Sabrina.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. To, to get to the place as a mom is we do the best that we can. Mm. And it's going to be faulty and it's not going to be good enough. Mm. And when our kids turn 18 or 26, they're going to come to us and tell us all the things that we did wrong because we oh, did. Oh, gosh, Yes. And it's okay to say, I'm sorry, but we were already feeling guilty ahead of time. Uh-huh. And it's okay to be able to feel guilty and turn that over to Christ mm-hmm. and let God run the universe mm-hmm. and know that he is in the healing business. Yay. Yeah, okay. So can I share an epiphany that
0: I had um, about a uh, not quite a year ago? <clears throat> I'm so sorry. Allergies are just a dreadful thing um, that kind of brings all of this to, to a, a good clothes. So I read an article about good enough parenting. Mm. And it was just revolutionary for me. And so I'll share it with Seventh Sisters here because there may be some of you who need to hear this. Um, You might not ever look at yourself and say, yeah, I'm a good parent. And you may not when you're 80 look back and say, I was a good parent. But it is quite likely that you are a good enough parent. And that's what you should be striving for. And a good enough parent simply means that you did not intend to harm your children. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And sadly, in our broken world, there are people who intend to harm their children. They Mm -hmm. are addicted. They are ill. They are so broken themselves Mm -hmm. that they will take out their pain intentionally on someone smaller and weaker. Mm -hmm. And that is absolutely tragic and God is in the redemption business there too. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Um, But if we look at ourselves as parents and we honestly take it before God and say, show me my parenting the way you see it. Mm. And what we see is that our desire is to seek God for his um, guidance and his strength and his everything in raising our kids. If our desire is for our kids to feel loved, if our desire is for our kids to be equipped to live their own lives, if that's what we're trying for, That is good enough parenting. Mm -hmm. And there will be all kinds of mistakes in it. Um, But the outcome is not your responsibility anyway. Your kid will have all sorts of choices of his or her own to make along the way. And if you were a good enough parent, then your kid will be equipped to make good choices if he or she chooses to. And if not, you couldn't have controlled that anyway.
1: Mm -hmm. Because we're
0: not in charge of the outcome. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's right. Mm -hmm. So yeah, guilt. So not we, helpful.
2: Nope. So we pray. We pray. We lean into God, we lean into each other. Yes. We learn how to be forgiving with ourselves as much as we are with other people. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a whole other podcast right yeah, there. Yeah, uh-huh. that is another podcast, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then we pray some more. Mhm. Mm-hmm. And
0: then we keep on praying. Yeah. And we take care of ourselves. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. And we avoid heavy equipment. Yes. Because we couldn't really think of a piece of heavy equipment that seemed to symbolize good enough parenting. All the heavy equipment seems to have negative connotations. so. If you can think of a piece of heavy equipment, <laughs> that seems like it would capture the image of what good enough parenting looks like. I'm visualizing some
1: little broken down pickup truck or something.
0: <laughs> I'm thinking like uh, an ambulance? No, that's weird. weird. Uh, I, I, yeah, I don't know. So if, you, if you've got the heavy equipment, please, please share that with us. Mm. Share with us whatever you would like to share with us. We love to hear from our Seventh Sisters. There is a Facebook page for the Homeschool High School podcast. And there's iTunes where you can leave little stars and a review and help other homeschooling high school families find the podcast. Yes. There's the Seven Sisters website with blog posts and all sorts of things, including a whole bookstore full of ebook curriculum. And there's the Seven Sisters Homeschool Facebook page where we like yep. to have conversations about what's going on in your homeschool. Because we do well when we learn from each other. Indeed. Yay. Yes. So thank you for joining us today on the podcast. And we look forward to future episodes with you. This has been the Homeschool High School Podcast from 7SistersHomeschool.com. Brought to you by the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.